This is Kane Scott Allen of OzaCode.com. This is Kevin Dente. This is John Galloway. This is Scott Kuhn from LazyCoder.com. Hi, this is John. I am at DevSum Sweden, and I'm talking to Tess Ferrandez. Hello. Hello. So what are you speaking about today? I'm speaking about machine learning and specifically about some products we've been working on with customers. Awesome. Okay. So I just had a conversation with, with Matthew uh, Renzi, and uh-huh. he was talking about like data science, and we were talking kind of high level, but not right. like anything really applied. Yeah. So I'm interested, you're talking about some specific products here. Exactly. So we're talking about very much applied machine okay, learning and let's applied deep learning, so specifically in the computer vision space. Okay. So we've been working with, um, well, I'm working with quite a few customers, but three that I'm talking about in my talk. Uh, one is um, working with a sportscaster on trying to figure out when someone shoots uh, a soccer goal. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's um, basically to help them uh, remove the need for hardware on, on big arenas because it's oh, a big cost to right. have like IR sensors and things like yeah. that. Uh, so looking at how much we can actually do with vision and looking at vision on their, both from their cameras and in videos mm-hmm. uh, and also for highlight reels. Okay, so it can automatically see, okay, a goal was yeah, scored, let's back exactly. up 10 seconds or 5 mm-hmm. seconds or whatever. Exactly, things like that. Wow. And the other one I've been working on is um, a project where we've been looking at finding cancer in um, slides, in micros- microscopy slides. Okay. Uh, so that one is actually something that's a quite new arena because it's just recently that um, slides have been digitalized. Mm-hmm. So, and with uh, digitalizing them, we now have an opportunity to do things with computers, like finding cancer cells that we might not find with manual inspection, mm-hmm. uh, or speeding up is the detection of uh, finding cancer cells in the microscopy slides. Wow. Okay. And then the third one I was, uh, I'm going to talk about is one where we work with a large retail corporation on finding out when people are shoplifting from surveillance cameras. Ah. Again, not necessarily to, um, to intervene when someone's shoplifting, but to look at um, historical records, figuring out like how they should remodel their stores and right. things to, um, to not have like that much <laughs> yeah, shoplifting. Yeah. Or maybe so if there's a problem patterns. area in the store yeah. or something, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what sort of technology do you actually use to do yeah. this sort of stuff? Uh, so we use, um, first off, I code in Python. I have okay. actually moved to Python from wow. .NET. How long like has that been? Uh, two and a half years now, and it's um, a struggle every day. I want to go <laughs> back. <laughs> so, so that's interesting because I've talked to some people. You know, part of the idea that I hear with like ML.NET and yeah. some of the other like .NET machine learning sorts of things is supposed to make it so you don't have to learn Python. But I talk to other Mm -hmm. people and they're like, sorry, you got to learn Python. You definitely do need to learn (laughs) Python, I would say. Okay. Um, Because ML.net, well, interesting, there's so much outside of uh, what ML.net can offer that you need. For example, visualizing data or Mm. um, working with just... um, um, different machine learning algorithms that are not in ML.NET yet or um, 
algorithms that allow you to see what machine learning learns mm-hmm. um, that's not really possible in anywhere else, like in uh, to, the to understand yeah. yeah okay so the problem is not so much that uh, well there is a small problem that .NET is not necessarily suitable for machine learning because it doesn't really have the same aspects that Python has in terms of handling like really big data and pipelining and things like that. It doesn't really flow well through an object-oriented language. Hmm. Um, but the other, the bigger problem is the community that you need, and the community right now is in Python. Okay. So what has the... You said it's still kind of a struggle to, mm. to work in Python? What, because it's not a typed language. Uh. <laughs> you know, it's like with everything uh, where it's not typed and you're used to typing, mm-hmm. it's it's difficult because you may end up getting like runtime problems mm-hmm. uh, instead of compile time problems. So. so my understanding like in the JavaScript world is that you compensate for a lack of types and for like... Uh, you know, less strict language by having um, having a lot of tests. Exactly. Is that similar here? Yes. And um, you can definitely do that. But the problem is that part of uh, machine learning is machine learning is very probabilistic. So mm. the output from one run and from another um, could be totally different. Oh. Uh, so you can't really do uh, testing on the machine learning parts. So you can definitely do testing on the parts that handle the data that in our case, cut the videos or things like that. But mm-hmm. the actual modeling is not something that you actually do want to test okay. necessarily because of the probabilistic nature of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, so when you're working, I've seen different... I've seen some kind of presentations, but also some things that even look like they're the... The, the output where it's using Jupyter Notebooks. Mm-hmm. Do you work with Jupyter Notebooks? Yeah, much? so... Um, I would say it's a mixture of using Jupyter Notebooks and, <clears throat> and use Python scripts. Okay. Uh, and Jupyter Notebooks, I use that for, um, uh, for experimentation. Mm-hmm. And because it's quick to do visualization of different things, it's quick to, to output like intermediate data and everything. Wait, but you w- said, what kind of data? Intermediate, intermediate, like, you know, when you start processing something and then you want to see, okay, so we're here and then continue processing. Got it, got it. Uh, and when you're doing data exploration, that's very much what you do. Mm-hmm. But uh, when it comes down to actually writing scripts for, for example, extracting features or um, for um, processing videos or cutting clips, um, modifying images, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. then you would do that normally in a, a script instead that you can test because it's very hard to test in a Jupyter notebook. Okay. So... When you're doing so, like one of the um, the things that you talked about that sounded most interesting was like detecting shoplifting because mm-hmm. that seems pretty difficult to detect because I may walk into a store, put something in my cart, then walk around a corner, then yeah. sl- you know what I mean, then I, put yeah, it back on the shelf, yeah, all totally, that. Totally. So, so um, and and it has a few other problems too, which makes it very very difficult. So. One of the problems um, that you have is that you can't, like, you, you quite easily get into the problem of um, when you're trying to do machine learning on, on something like that, you end up, like, detecting men 20 to 40, mm-hmm. which is not an okay thing to detect hmm. because, uh, and you can't detect ethnicity, you can't detect... Oh, uh, right, right. So you can't predict that someone might steal something. Just because of, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's interesting because you may 
detects, like in your training data, you may end up that a decent amount of men twenty to forty、yeah. are shoplifting, but you can't reverse that. And the machine le- model says twenty to forty year old man is a、yeah. shoplifter. Exactly,、huh. because then you end up in this very dangerous situation that we have a lot with machine learning, and that's kind of like causing. Like about to cost like the third AI winter,、mm. which is ethics and machine learning, which is、okay. something I'm very okay. Okay, now you、in. said the third machine winter. Can、yeah. you talk about? So, so previously we've had so AI has been around. Sort of AI machine learning has been around since the forties, maybe、okay. like it's a long,、wow. long time.、Um, but it's had two very、uh, distinct winters where it's become like okay, so it's a high pipe, high pipe. We're getting somewhere, we're getting somewhere, and then. Dies,、mm-hmm. and then no one wants to even deal with machine learning for for a while. So that's considered a winter, if you will. Ah,、uh, okay. And when that has happened before has been when there hasn't been a lot of progress in machine learning、mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, for example, we didn't have big enough machines, we didn't have big enough data. So the promise that was made by AI wasn't、mm-hmm. lived up to. Okay. If you think, like,、so、yeah, yeah. So it's so that discourages people from from continuing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you sort of like you have a lot of people investing, putting a lot of money, putting a lot of effort into it, and then it doesn't doesn't deliver.、Anything. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, and right now we're in we're in a case where we ha- we actually do have the machines, we have、mm-hmm. the data, but the problem is that the data that we have is generally、um, so unfair、mm-hmm. that it causes like. Very real ethical problems, like for example, face detection.、Mm-hmm. Sometimes face detection doesn't detect black people.、Mm-hmm. It doesn't even detect them to detect them as humans. Even like they don't even exist as a square right, to, right. to do. Obviously, not okay. Yeah. Gotta, yeah, which means that they're now left out of things where you need face detection to、uh, log in or to get right, into、right. um, to whatever、um, you need to do. Um, so we're slowly fixing the ones that we find,、mm-hmm. but there are so many problems. Where, for example, I'm sure you've、uh, heard about like the census where they predicted that、um, black people would be repeat offenders a lot more often than uh. Uh, than white people,、mm-hmm. and things like this are. Have so long ripple effects that、yeah. if we let these through, then it is a huge, huge problem. And, right, right. And this whole has really—I mean, the, this could be used in prosecution. Yeah, yeah oh, and it and it is.、Huh. Uh, and and something like, for example, when we look at the cancer cells, what would happen if, for example, all our samples are from Swedish people, and、mm. then maybe someone from I don't know. Spain comes in, and maybe they have a total different setup. Maybe、um, we're looking at skin cancer detection. Maybe they don't react as well with、mm-hmm. the chemicals or whatnot, and then it can't provide the same services to to、mm-hmm. a person we haven't tested on. There's also a problem too of if you're using historical data, like say you mentioned prosecuting、uh. people. Well, may, maybe historically. People of a certain race or, or gender、uh, or whatever have been unfairly prosecuted, and、yeah. if you use that to train,、mm. you're going to repeat that. Exactly, and not only repeat it, but you're going to create like a very bad feedback loop.、Mm-hmm. So, a typical example of that is, for example, if you use、um, 
if you create a machine learning system that reads um, CVs for people mm-hmm. for job uh, positions. So there was an example of this with Amazon, for example, where they created um, a system to read CVs to use basically root out yeah. the ones that they didn't want. And it turns out that they quickly learn that females should not have computer engineering positions because... Oh. That's they, bad news for you, I guess. Yeah, very bad news for me. Well, I already have a job, so I'm okay, okay, okay. but for my fellow yeah. um, females, that's very bad. Because what happens then is, um, statistically, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be a good candidate because it doesn't fit into like the, the list of good candidates, yeah. oh, right? right? Yeah. Uh, and now they're thrown out, so they will never become a good candidate. Mm-hmm. So using a system that automates bias or that automates that decision making makes the problem even worse yeah um wow and there are many examples of how machine learning can create like very bad feedback loop mm-hmm. feedback loops like that not only keeping the status quo but making uh, it worse, making worse amplifying yeah right? Yeah. So, so the, some of these are long range, which is bad. And then there could also be short range things, which cause very quick cycles, but they get out of hand faster, mm-hmm. even like maybe if there's something in education. Yeah. And where every year with here we have a feedback cycle of every year or every semester mm-hmm. and somebody has failed out because of incorrect bias and yeah. grading them or something. Right. Mm. I, I could see that like automated grading of yeah. things. You oh, know? Absolutely. Like, yeah. And, and there's another, um, problem too and that um, it's quite easy to get into the uh, feeling of having to classify people like mm-hmm. classify um, you know you could there was a paper a couple of years ago that comes to mind that did classification of um, pictures telling if they were criminals or not mm-hmm. so just by looking at a picture it could tell you if it was a criminal I remember or not. seeing this yeah. yeah and it was pretty darn accurate at doing this, um, mostly because it had some problems with the data collection, uh, but uh, just the feeling of thinking that you can take a picture and classify someone's criminal mm-hmm. um, propensity or, yeah, yeah. Um, means that we're somehow back in in the dark era where we used like mm-hmm. measuring your nose and yeah. your eyes. And Phrenology. That, yeah. And, yeah. Because that's exactly what it is. Hmm. But suddenly, when we do it with machine learning, it uh, might be like yeah. A well, well, the thing. computer is making the decision, exactly. not us. Yeah. And the computer doesn't have any feelings, mm-hmm. and the computer is not biased. Well, it is. Yeah. Because the data is biased. It's, of course, it's you were mm-hmm. teaching it to have a yeah. bias, right? So, um, and and in fact, there is now a, sort of a movement saying that uh, any type of classification based on on your um, looks or mm. is just like reprehensible <laughs> like yeah. you shouldn't be doing it not only because it's it's pretty clear that you sh- you can't actually determine if someone is a criminal or not based on a picture because mm-hmm. that means that either you're born a criminal mm-hmm. if your features really tell you right. that you're a criminal or somehow your features just changed as soon as you stole became something. a criminal. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. No. Um, but it also is a question of should we actually be classifying people in general? Mm-hmm. Should we have classes like um, um, what your um, sexual orientation is? Right. Maybe that shouldn't be a class because everything we do, including criminality or or anything, is quite fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the class, when you use them in like a machine learning algorithm to do it, you classify someone as a zero or a one on a very mm. definite scale. Right, is, right. You, we make a decision, and it's yeah. yeah, and that decision sticks with you. Yeah. So going back a ways, talking about cr criminality and shoplifting, mm. like one was the action where you're actually observing: does somebody perform exactly. an act versus what do they look like? Yeah. So that is very, very important. So partially in in that case. Um, what we had to do is we had to look through the videos and see what actually happens when someone shoplifts because we need to we need to make sure we detect the action mm -hmm. and not the potential for this person to be a shoplifter right. because even if they look like they could be a shoplifter mm -hmm. it doesn't really make them a shoplifter yeah so we looked at things like um things that they did when they were shoplifting, mm. uh, looking around, for example, social avoidance. Right. Um, it was more common when they were alone. Like mm -hmm. if there was um, a store member in the store at the same time, usually like in, in view at the same time, yeah. usually they wouldn't shoplift. Right. Um, and poses. So mm. using pre-trained models for post detection, mm -hmm. for example, was one thing we wow. uh, we used so it becomes a lot about creating your own features and using building blocks so using pre-trained object detection pre-trained mm -hmm. post detection and things like that ah. and then there was some other things that made it also more difficult uh, and that's uh, most of the shoplifting um, behavior was happening or the videos that we had mm -hmm. were from a given season like Christmas okay and if you take the positive videos from there and then the ones that are not shoplifting from somewhere else, mm -hmm. you might just be detecting Santa Claus. Yeah. And that's... Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. So in that case, you also have to do some other pre-trained models like background subtraction. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and what else? Um, uh, so how do you actually understand... Some of these where you're like building up from building blocks and you uh -huh. understand every step of the procedure, you can control whether a decision is being, you know, yeah. you can understand how the decision's being made. Maybe that's required. I, what I'm wondering. In some cases yeah. it is. So in that case, for example, it is, um, and it would be even more required if it was uh, used for immediate intervention. Mm. In this case, since yeah. it was used for a statistical gathering, maybe mm -hmm. not so much. It doesn't really matter if you get some wrong or it doesn't really matter exactly what you... Okay. Um, but let's say in the cancer detection case, very important that you understand exactly why it made that decision. Yeah. And in that case, we ended up not using machine learning. We used, um, so in that case, what we did instead was you stain um, the biopsy slides mm -hmm. with a chemical that stains like morphed cells, like cells that could be even either right. benign or malign, uh, with a certain color. And we just did color differentiation. Oh, wow. So we split out like the, um, the ones that were stained from the ones that weren't. Mm -hmm. And the game there is that you have very, very large slides, and it takes a lot of time for a human to look through them because they have to zoom in 50 times mm -hmm. in each little... So it's, it's like oh, right. finding a needle in a haystack, yeah. and the computer is so much faster at finding that needle. Mm -hmm. So that was the game. But we so instead use... instead of machine learning, mm -hmm. it's just a find a color. Yeah. Right, okay. Wow. Which, um, it turns out, if you, the more you need to interpret... 
the more clever you need to be about, um, or the more direct you need yeah. to be. Yeah. I would say. Whereas, for example, in the football case, we had lots of data. We had data from like every single game in history, basically, oh, right. well annotated because they. Yeah. And uh, and in that case, we could do end-to-end machine learning. Is uh. like build, not build features. We did build features anyways because we wanted to augment the model mm-hmm. a little bit. But we could get very, very good results without that. You could just tell the computer, yeah. here's all the games of history, and, uh-huh. and you have the times when the goals were scored, yeah. and just, just exactly. figure it out. So in that case, we just basically took each image and made it into, um, you call it an embedding, so you, transform, you run it through a network, get a code for, like with features saying, yeah, you know, it contained a lot of green, and maybe a goal, and maybe mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Use those, and you train on that, and that's it. Okay. Wow. So um, with very minimal preparation. Great. In that case, we also used sound. Oh, so, oh right. Goal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a very tough double thing. <laughs> or even like the, cro- and the crowd roaring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, and we could see when we did analysis on the, um, on the sound, yeah. there was like a huge difference between wow. interesting and non-interesting parts. Of okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is really cool. So if, if people want to learn more, what's the next step? Go learn Python? Uh, yeah, so uh, a couple of things. I think that um, as software engineers, not having worked with machine learning, you mm-hmm. think that your first step or your first venture into machine learning is going to be learning a lot of math. Mm-hmm. But you could actually learn, you could actually use a lot of these pre-trained models, maybe hmm. do some face extraction or some whatever. And maybe that's all you need for your little project. Um, and then go from there and and uh, read a book called Deep Learning uh, with Python by Francois Cholet. Okay. Uh, he's the author of one of the frameworks most re- most commonly used called Keras. Okay. Um, so, in fact, when you build a neural network, it's very little code, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, it's all about data. Wow. Okay. And so I would say um, reading that book, that's a very good and digestible book. It's not, um, it's not like a difficult book. It's, okay, uh, not a whole lot of math? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Because there, there is a lot of math in machine learning, but... You, it's it's sort of like if you want to be the guy uh, building the .NET framework uh, list function mm-hmm. or list functions, then yeah, you need to know yeah. uh, this, that, and the other. If you're the guy using the list, right. you don't need to know how to implement the list. It's good to know that lists work like this mm-hmm. or like that, and how they are different from hash tables. Yeah, but. You don't actually need to know the nitty-gritty of the implementation right. necessarily to use it for the first time. Okay. So in a similar way, you don't need to know exactly how backpropagation works yeah. or how dot products or matrix multiplication. You kind of need to know that they use that, but that's it. Okay. So. Okay. So uh, where's and, the... and I should say, yeah, yeah. go in and uh, listen to, um, uh, go in and watch the YouTube channel, Machine Learning at Microsoft, where we talk about like all our products. Ah, yeah. Okay, that was my next question. Yeah. I, uh, was where can, <laughs> can people find out? My, yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yeah? Well, thanks a bunch, Tess. Thank you. <laughs>